good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode, you look and see quickly, 252, it's the one with Pablo, that's the, uh, that's the name of the episode podcast. Uh, we have the regular cast and crew here, uh, MJ is on his way, he should be here very shortly. We also, on MJ time. Uh, on MJ time, we have Jess here as well. Jess, how you doing? I am in it to win. I got here early. I was the first one here. I even did Zeller here, and Zeller's ETA was uh, earlier than mine, but... Here we are, and I'm so proud of myself, and I'm so excited to have it. Very Yay! much so, and we have uh, we have the one and the only Loons Legend, Pablo Campos. Pablo, how's it going? Hey, very well. Thank you very much for, for having me. It's a pleasure, and hopefully, we're gonna have uh, great stories and great things to talk about. That's that's all. I, that's all I really want. That's when we have when we have the the former Loons, the especially from the NASL days. It's really all about the stories and the things that we that we maybe saw on the pitch, but. Probably didn't see on the pitch, and because I know that those teams are really tight knit, a uh, good group of dudes. So very excited to hear that, and as well as your stuff before Minnesota United too. Um, you know, most of the players we have, we've got, we were educated, and we are <laughs> going to share that with you. We had corrections. Yeah. The internet lies. I don't know if everybody knows this, but the internet <laughs> lies, and they had some details wrong. So yeah, exclusive scoop here on the Dave's I know. So before we jump in, um, just give a little. Biography of Pablo. Tell us everything, Pablo. Who are you? Pa- <laughs> so, Pablo Campos, uh, you're born in Sao Paulo, correct? Yes, it was uh, in Campinas, a small town. Actually, they think they, they're big, you know. Okay. And, uh, so, it's I was born a year after, a year before you in Anoka, Minnesota, which also thinks it's a big town, but it's actually basically like a tiny little suburb of Minneapolis. So, and kind of probably the same thing. Oh, so you know the stress. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you began your career in the Brazilian youth system for. Uh, pre- Apologize for my uh, Portuguese uh, Guarani. Is that yeah? It, yeah, Guarani. Guarani. Okay. Guarani. Yeah. I, have a, I have a very good friend who speaks Portuguese, and I still have not even tried to master the language at all. So no, that's I apologize. Oh, exactly. you haven't tried to master it? No. I haven't tried it. I haven't tried one statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny story about uh, Guarani and Campinas. They have actually two teams, professional teams. It's uh, Guarani and Ponte Preta. Okay. Which is there like. Not so uh, far apart, and it's, it's funny because when they have the game, the rugby game, they they actually meet at their stadium and they walk to the other stadium, so it's a like walking distance. So either way, it depends where you're playing. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So the, the the team does or the fans? Uh, or no, both? Yeah, the, yeah, I mean the fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. And then uh, you uh, eventually end up playing for uh, Botafogo um, before you made a move to the United States. And started playing your amateur U.S. amateur career at Fresno Pacific University and uh, the Fresno Fuego in the PDL. Is that is that right? Yeah, um, yeah. I started with uh, Guarani, which is uh, was pretty big at the time, and Elano from uh, the national team. Started, okay. Started there. So okay. And then moved to Botafogo, which there's like a oh, huge story with uh, Gahinsha play, and there's so many uh, good players. They actually stopped 
having a good team in the 94 and it kind of like went down a little bit in the 2000. Okay. Um, and yeah, and then actually by, by the time my dad and my mom yeah. wanted to be Pablo, you, you, you need a degree and, you, and I still wanted to play soccer. Right. So I think it was the, the perfect combination of having a degree and also playing soccer was moving to the system in the United States. Cool. So that's where everything started. You know. I really we, should, we we neglected it in not having um, our friend Eric Silverbrenneman, who is a, a Goyas fan, uh, on the, the podcast. Oh my god, <laughs> we didn't do him dirty like that. So like, so so your parents so your parents were like, well, we we like that you're doing the soccer thing. You're you're pretty good at it, but you, we really want you to get a college degree, basically, and that was the impetus to get to the U.S. Or yes, and uh, well, my mom. What's your degree in? Uh, kinesiology. Okay. Cool. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But everybody says that, huh? <laughs> but the thing is, um, yeah, that's exactly what my, my family is. It's really into academics, and they kind of like saw that I really had this interest in talking with the athlete. And, wait, but, wait, wait! So you don't come from a family of jocks? No. I thought all professional sports players did. No, my dad is an engineer. <gasps> okay. Is an educator, so it's kind of. And my sister is an engineer as well. My brother. My little brother is an engineer. Yes. So it, you know, it all came down to like Pablo. You, you need to follow the, you know, the family. You at least had to go to college, right? It was like, okay, maybe you don't need to go to, you know, graduate school, but like you had to go to college. Right. The the difference is like in Brazil, we don't have that system where you get scholarship to go to college, and people and the players they all go. 100% soccer. So some and some of the players they actually drop drop mm-hmm. off from from academics from school. Yeah. Just to I think some some athletes years is literally the same, but it's, it's rare when you have a scholarship option. Yeah. So exactly what and at that time it wasn't that big. Right now it's huge. Everybody wants to come here. They're looking for scholarships. There's a lot of agencies actually bring players. To, to college, but at the time it wasn't uh, so much. So, so you were a pioneer. <laughs> I'll say yes. I'll say yes, and because and I heard what a start of an agency that was taking players to the United States, and I kind of like got to to understand a little bit more, and then I got interested in it. And my mom actually moved here before me. Oh. Yeah, she moved to Chicago because uh, she she wanted us to have education in uh, the United States. So my, my brother and my sister uh, came with her, uh, and I was playing soccer at the time. So I was with Botafogo. Uh, um, so I was like, okay, I kind of like got to learn more, but at the time I was interested in going through the academy uh, sure. of Botafogo, which is in Brazil. It's it's huge. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a very big team. Yeah. And then United States in in Sao Paulo and in Rio, they have plenty of uh, you know professionals. Because mm-hmm. here in United States, a little different. They have <laughs> yeah, a lot different. Yes, we have one per state. You know? Right. So if, maybe. Yeah. If you make you, yeah, some some states they, they don't. So if you make it to the Minnesota United Academy, it's great for you. But it's only one team per age. So if you don't make that, which is going to be like a limited uh, quantity of players, what are you going to do? Right. But in Brazil, in the state, you have many options. Yeah. So people go to, and, and the thing is they recruit 
nationally. Way more than here. Here is more local. They have a lot of locals, yeah. and some feel people from from you know other states or other countries. So, but I, and I, that's that's the thing I wanted wanted to do. But my parents said no. You, you really wanted to to get your degree. And I are you was, glad they did? No, for sure, for sure. And I wish I I, I have would have come here earlier. You know. And, so when did you come to the U.S. then? So yeah, so in uh, when when I heard and started digging more about what, how all the classes was coming here, I found out they were, they were doing like a game to see which player they would like. Okay. And it was actually a little before Friday. Okay. So and they played that game and they had four teams. So it's uh, every every team got eleven, so they had forty-four players there. Right. So I I played that game. I, I did well, for some goals, and the, he did, he really liked me. So the coach was a Brazilian guy. He, he was in uh, Oklahoma Baptist. Okay. That's what I came to, to uh, Oklahoma. Okay. Wow, that must be a culture Sha- shock. Shawnee. <laughs> yeah, it was Shawnee, a small town. Oh wow, from like, uh, from like Rio and Sao Paulo to uh, to small town Oklahoma. Very small. That's got to be a culture shock. <laughs> and and I'll tell you like this. The, the college was pretty nice and everything was new, so I I kept pretty busy. Yeah. But the highlight of our weekends would be go to get dressed to go to Walmart, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I stopped getting dressed because I, in college I encountered my first Walmart. They didn't have Target. Uh, was. Yeah. It's, yeah, so we kind of like, okay, guys, it's time to go to Walmart. <laughs> and eventually we got tired of it and we yeah. started going to Oklahoma City. And then, and then you made from there to Fresno? Is that is that how the timeline works? Or? Yeah, okay. so uh, when we played, we played that year and we played some of uh, we play some teams in again in from California, okay. you know. And at the time, I wanted to make the move, and I, I had a friend in in the Pacific, so but it, and I told him to contact the coach. The coach said, "Oh, sorry, we don't have money. We're busy." Blah blah blah. I said, "Okay, no problem." So I contact a friend, um, what's the Azusa Pacific. Which is like uh, close to to it's it's south of okay. California. Okay. And the the coach responded right away. He's like, no, I remember, remember you, Pablo. You did well against us, and put me like in great words. And I contact my friend again and say, look, contact your coach again with this email. So he did so, and I'm like, oh, okay. Now <laughs> we'll take a look. Sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Scholarship for, it had scholarship. and then Oh, could, like, second look. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, now probably is a little bit, you know. It's, Boss. Yeah, for sure. It, it's a different uh, introduction, I would say. Yeah. And so you, you played with uh, Fresno Pacific University, and then you also played with the Fresno Fuego of the PDL. Um, obviously, that's kind of your first experience with, like, the U.S., Amateur system. Do, what, do you have? Do you have any good stories from the fr- the Fuego days or no, anything? I have, or? Yes, you have. Uh, so the thing is, when I got there, from the Pacific, the same coach of Fresno Pacific was the same coach of Fresno Fuego. Okay. So it makes sense. Timing. Yeah. Ramirez. And so I started playing for both, and 
a lot of uh, a lot of people go back to uh, Brazil or their country or their state for for the summer. Right. But no, it's like no, I really want to play and I I can work here and be busy, but I want to be part of what they have here. And they had a great team. Is that where you started kind of like coaching too as well, or when no, you were there? Or oh, no, no, at that time, no, at that time I was working at the university. And I was okay. Yeah. And like work study. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I work at the cafeteria. Yeah. They love the the banana Brazilian banana pizzas. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Brazilian banana pizza. I bet you made everyone. Oh, all right. <laughs> They're like, oh, dude, can I have that banana? Say the Brazilian the banana pizza. Brazilian yeah. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. That one. So it's kind of like became okay. popular. Um, and yeah, so. So at that time they they had the same coach, same coach. So it's like Pablo, why don't you come here and start practicing? But in the middle, of like before, I think before the season started, they switched the they changed the coach for for Fresno. Oh, and another guy came, which was a, a owner of a company. And later on, I started working for his company. Okay. And what did you do there? <laughs> So he he was um, I actually helped. He had some um, uh, you know machineries and I had to go and help and help the guys. And it was funny because one day I was so tired from practice and working. And so in uh, lunch lunch time, I kind of put my head down on the table and I fell asleep. Oh. But because they knew like I was the player of the honor, nobody would like not when I wanna wake up Pablo, so they like and I kept sleeping. So the, he came, my coach came and he was mad at he wasn't mad at me, he was mad at the guy that let me right. sleep. Oh it's like are you kidding me? Are you gonna you're not gonna tell him like that it's no time to go to work? Because like they're all start laughing. It was a it was great. a great environment, yeah. Oh. So that was I was working the whole day, and then and I would, I would play. Um, I don't know how you do it. I can hardly yeah, feed myself at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was yeah, it was really tough. But but the the beginning was a, a little because when I got there, the, and he looked at me, the new coach. He looked at me, it's like, oh, Pablo is tall, so we're gonna play defender. Coach, defender. My brain. Yes, yeah. I was like, I don't, I didn't know why, but at that time, at that time, and later, I realized that they had a, a striker that used to play for them for a long time, and his nickname was Maradona. Okay. Marijuana. <laughs> Maradona. Maradona. Uh, Argentinian. Maradona. One of the the Argentina greatest, greatest players. players of all time. Okay, great. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Love him. Yeah, so Maradona. Maradona. Yeah, he so was yes. Maradona. <laughs> I'm sure he did a lot of marijuana as well. As yeah. Kid, so uh, yeah, to Cocaña, so yeah. Well, I, or I was I thought you maybe said Madonna. Uh, yeah, no, Maradona is like arguably one of the best players uh, like your that ever played the game. It depends who you ask. So yeah, it depends who you ask. He Argentina and we have the rivalry with Argentina, Brazil in soccer, of course. So they talk about Pele and they talk about Maradona. So, so at the time they, they had the, the little Maradona, you know, the little one. He was a lefty, very crafty. Well, Maradona was also very little too. Like he was very diminutive yes. as well. He was like what five six or five seven. Yeah, he was little. But yeah, he's like my size, honestly. 
yeah. but he was like amazing. Yeah, amazing and very strong. And yeah, wouldn't lose his balance. Always, yeah. I always run. Yeah, but did he score? You you are the, you are the opposite. You are the opposite of that though. Like you are the opposite of a Maradona in terms of like yes. Maradona's stocky, yes. low low center of gravity, doesn't go down, but yes. is amazing with his feet and all that. Yeah. Pablo is all those things, but also like tall. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, so. A, yeah. Yeah. So, so at that time, then I understood like, okay, so if I have Maradona, I have Pablo that's tall in the back. Perfect. My team is set. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't say anything at the time because you know I was why new. Would you? you were new, yeah. You're exactly. like, I'll keep my head down. Exactly from you I'm know, a, foreigner, you're not fool. yeah, foreigner, Brazilian, and I, I don't, didn't know anything about it. I, I would have done the same. Yeah, I can't. Or try. I just make sure I, I tackle everybody that tried to pass me, so <laughs> he knows that uh, you're never gonna pull me that again. Right. And uh, that's exactly what happened. And, after some practices and and there was this competition between you know Maradona and me because I really wanted to, to play and, but I was carrying the bench and Maradona would score a goal and then I'll get on and I score a goal too and then he started again again and he scored one goal I was like okay now if I score one goal like the same as it I have to score two so it was like that competition so I get on and like I was gonna score two and then so I eventually like I, I started getting you know, getting on and scoring goals and, uh, and goals change games. And then Pele was better than Maradona. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Brazilian Pele better than Maradona. Uh, cool. But I thought you didn't like them. Anyway. Um. So. So yeah, so you went from uh, Fresno, Fuego. Uh, you were getting some looks from MLS apparently at this time, right? Like RSL was sniffing around you, I think, right? Yeah. So it started. Um, so we played a lot of um, uh, friendlies against MLS teams. Right. They used to come to Fresno in, in the preseason. Sure. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yes. So what? With the two games that I got attention from them is when I played um, Galaxy and I played uh, played Donovan. And after the game, the guy who went to interview him is like, oh, pretty good, well, I was coming here, I like, we like Fresno, but I was really impressed with the number nine, the tall guy. <laughs> so after that, you know, I started getting noticed. And the second game, when we played Chivas, we won 3-1. to one. Okay. So the PBL team to beat us. Chivas. Team. I mean, to be fair, it's Chivas. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> But still, though, amazing, yeah. PDL no, team yeah, beating, for, beating an MLS team is pretty good, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. PDL team for us, and, you know, very amateur and right. a, a team from, you know, from Moscow to beat it. So, and at a time, they didn't have a, well, normally the head coach would go to watch the game. It wasn't like a assistant coach or scout that normally now, these days, that they, they have more money, they have more, you know, Investment yeah. resources, they don't send their head coach, they send other people. Right. But at the time, it was the coach would travel to take a look at you. So, one game, and we played Fresno's playing, and it was really hot, and it was a semi final. And uh, my, my player, my friend, and my teammate came to me and say, Papa, do you know there's a MLS coach? to watch you it's like no where it's not hot anymore what, yeah. where is it yeah so no yeah there's a there's a dude here so eventually in that game i scored the winning goal it was pretty good and it was jason christ okay um, we yeah. also, like, i know jason christ yeah yes 
So he came to watch me, and then we walked back all the way to back to the college, and we talked. But at the time, I think MLS was seeing me as coming from college. It wasn't like, like oh, a like great investment and secure. That's the thing that I promised my parents before to get a degree. So in order to leave that, I had to be more secure and right. have fun. So I didn't go that year. But I, I became I became the MVP in the leading goals for PDL. Nice. So and uh, and I stayed and I played one more one more year with uh, Fred Fuego. Yeah. And I was the leading scorer again. And by the time I left, because I uh, a team from Sweden came and, and bought my rights. That's Gaius from, from Gothenburg. Yes. Yeah. That's when I went to Sweden to play. How was your Sweden experience? Was was really good. Uh, was, is it same as cold as there as it is here? It is exactly the same. I figured as much. <laughs> yes, and I see a lot of things here that I saw there. You know, and we're sure all we have, Yes, we have a lot of heritage, yes, culture, and Nepal, and you know, it's, it, it, you can see, and that's why maybe that's why I adapt so well here because I had some, you know, some college years in Sweden. Yeah, so you got that, you got that um, Swedish Beautiful experience. blonde bombshell everyone in Sweden. <laughs> the Swedish people as a people are beautiful. We had a, a pair of exchange students live with my aunt. Anyway, long story, but they are beautiful people. Shout out. Right. Yes, and you know, they, they love to dye their hair black, so... I know! Yeah, that's, I mean, there's a lot of death metal comes from there, like the Sweden... Oh, Iceland, Finland, yeah. Norway, that region. There's a lot of like, really it's, caustic. I mean, it's it's dark a lot of the year as well. So there's a lot of like, yeah, I couldn't live there. Heavy in, metal that because if it got there, it was dark any longer than it is here, I thought, oh, it's, oh, it, it's crazy. You go you go to lunch and uh, two p.m. Oh yeah, I'm like, dark. yeah, it's late. It's getting late, guys. Let's all go home. <laughs> yeah, I used to call lunch dinner yeah. time and. You start lunch and then when it at the end is a dinner. There is no happy hour yeah. in the winter. It doesn't exist. So, but you you came back from Sweden what about a year later? Yeah, the year, yeah, a little over a year. So, we and then offered from MLS. Yeah, to uh, San Jose. So I had a uh, multiple offers. So they what they did was a lottery. I started waiting. I waited lottery. So the worst teams got the better odds. I think right. <laughs> so you ended up in San Jose. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That was actually, you know, by luck. And yeah. I ended up in San Jose. And. They're handsy. That was. <laughs> <laughs> They're very physical contact players since I've known them at all. Right. And yeah, it was a, it was a great time there. I really enjoyed it. But in the mid season, Jason actually, you know, so back back from uh, the day that he went to see me, right? He was uh, actually going after me. Yeah, I said then you then you were traded to RSL pretty pretty shortly. Oh, you played what like ten games for San Jose or something yeah. like that? It wasn't yeah. it wasn't and a then, ton. And then yeah, I and then you know they traded me to Real Lake. Yep. And it was I think Jason went up to you know shake things up because the uh, Lake wasn't doing so well. So it was like okay, so I think it's time to. To see what you know the, the player that was actually looking and so what so what's your best Jason Christ story? Um, 
There's there's many. Okay, I was, I was gonna say. I, I, what I, kind I, of story? That guy seems like a an intense dude that yeah, has a lot of stories. So oh, I'm just so pick I'll, one or two, one or two if you want. I'll tell, I mean, yeah, I'll tell one about him being intense. So okay. <laughs> every every after a game, you you we the next day you're gonna if you don't play so much, uh, so many minutes you play a game. In this, so you play Saturday, Sunday. You practice. You're gonna have a small game. So if you play, if you play like ten minutes or something, or yeah. you don't play at all, you, you're you're playing in that you're playing in that that game yeah. the next or day. Or if you feel like going to play, okay. if you don't play nine minutes, nine minutes they're probably not gonna let you okay. do it the next day. Okay. But if you don't have that many minutes, you go play okay. and practice. And he was the guy that practiced us. And he, okay. he was in the he was in the game. Yeah, and he will like set the pace on the run. So. If you don't follow his his pace, you'd be like, uh, why? That's, why am I? That know, is the least than you? the least surprising thing I've ever heard about Jason Christ. Right. Honestly, like that dude setting the pace for a, for a training game after the day after a match sounds exactly like Jason Christ. Yeah. So, and in that game, and I think in the game, like I didn't do some something that he didn't like, or I don't remember what it was. So. In that game, everybody, every time I got the ball, he would tackle me. He showed me, like, I want you to do differently. Okay, okay. And yeah, and he was, he was like that because he wanted the best. And yeah. He wanted to. Yeah. Do coaches perform. swear a lot just in, in your experience? Uh, direct to us or in general about like games? Um, either directly or indirectly, like, I swear. I swear a lot. Um, you might have already noticed, and but I don't swear at people, right? I don't. I was just curious if, like, a lot of coaches in soccer, are like, get your asses up there and give me twenty and. Right. It no for sure. Like in the game or in the practice, you're not gonna see. Hey, honey, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> no. I, I step on your toe. You know. I but I they, stand up for you guys though. I always have when they step on your toes. Yeah. I call them out. I call it like I see it. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. I got you. No, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of fun, for sure. Yeah. Um. How was living in North Carolina? Because you went to the Railhawks eventually, right? Yes. Where are they? I lived in North Carolina for a while. Oh, so I lived in Raleigh. Oh, lucky. Yeah. That's good. I like yeah. Raleigh. You like oh you like Raleigh? The team's yeah. based on Carrie. I know yes. Carrie. I know Carrie personally. Like, how was it playing on that uh, whalebone pitch? Uh, you heard you heard the stories about that that, that pitch and Carrie? That apparently there's whale there's whales buried underneath, like there's whale bones, and that's why it's so fucking stupid and like breaks ankles all the time. I don't believe you for oh. a minute, Zeller. <laughs> Cite your source. No, this is this is something <laughs> I've heard. So yeah, so maybe that's what we're doing well. They you know they don't know where the bones are, and we there's know. a lot of whale hunting out, out, out of outside out of Cary, North Carolina. Well, and the coast, you know, has yeah. like ice age and shit. Yeah, I, I don't know, know like tectonic plates move and stuff. They're throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. Raleigh was interesting, and you know, if you go downtown, there's only one street that you can go to to bars, and so if you go two or three weekends straight, you're gonna see the same people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Every college town ever. So. Well, yeah. I was in the middle of nowhere, like more like Cary when I lived there. Yeah. And, and just is not the coast, not Asheville, not the mountains, no coast, just 
just the smack dab middle, top to bottom, left to right. Yes. And it was not my favorite. Uh, I couldn't. I'm glad you had the California experience before you had the North Carolina experience because the weather and everything just seems more hospitable. Carry on. Right. Yeah, but yeah, the stadium had a, like the grass of the stadium in Carolina was amazing. Probably one of the best. In the, in the, the best. I don't know. Even though they people not. got hurt there all the time, and no, no one could figure it out, and everybody it assumed their... it's dead whales buried underneath <laughs> the pitch. <laughs> so, well, the um, national team used to go there to practice at the complex. And yeah, out. yeah, and and I feel like did like Megan Rapino like break her ankle or something there, like right before a big playoff or big uh, tournament. I don't know. There's, it's I, I don't know. It's there's a this is I a, believe you, this is a myth it's, and it's a legend an that exists, yes. and I know it's true, but I I don't have the right. Sources to cite to cite it. So, if this were on MJ and on, they'd have the stupidest sources ever. But you probably have legit sources somewhere. Very I've much. heard from people that I I can't uh, confirm or deny right now. So, um, so you played. <laughs> sorry, go ahead, MJ. At, at uh, the Carolina Railhawks, you had a very kind of dynamic attack with a guy named Edwin Barber. <laughs> yes, uh, that guy. <laughs> what, what what is what is he like? On the pitch versus what is he like off the pitch? Because you're a pretty chill guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He had an interesting um, personality to say. You know. And, and he, we know. You guys know, and he, you can tell like everything that you saw on the pitch is like exactly what you see off the pitch. And he, he's from Malta, and you know he got this Italian. Uh, culture, but they're very intense. Okay. And they, if they think or see something, they're gonna tell you. And probably not, it's not gonna be soft. They're gonna be loud, and they, you know, they demonstrate what they, what they feel about you or the situation. And and I think it doesn't doesn't blend so well in, in a Minnesota culture. Are you kidding? No, we are. Keep Minnesota passive aggressive yeah. if you want. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, Etienne Barbara was a, an interesting choice to bring to Minnesota when we brought him to Minnesota, too. So you're, you're saying culturally he was a little more in your face. You know, he, he didn't try to. Sugarcoat shit. Right. He didn't try to make things nice or, or think about how you might want to hear this. He just said the first thing that came to his mind. No, yeah. There's no filter. <laughs> do, do any coaches have filters? Because that would be a surprise to me. Like, I manage people, so I'm, like, thinking about how I speak to them, and I have a hard time even being assertive, let alone aggressive. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a very, I'm a Minnesotan born and raised. Yeah. Yeah. Are any coaches, like, have emotional intelligence or care what players, how they feel emotionally about their feedback or performance? Well, nowadays, nowadays I think it's more important how you manage your players than oh. anything else. So, it, if if you look around and like in the soccer world, it, it's about how you manage and how much they, they they see you care, you know, for them. And are a fan, right, of you, like as a coach? Yes. So if if, if the players see that you actually care and you treat him as a even as a son, 
I think you're gonna get the best out of your players. And right now, if, if the guy doesn't know how to do that, he loses the we we call it we lose the locker room. Yeah, like you lose a lot. Yes, you use that. We they've used that too. I had right, but. and and it, it's real because as soon as you lose that rock. How long ago did Inchi, aka Keith, lose the locker room? <laughs> We don't have time to talk about that with Pablo right now. Um, let's jump. We have. We're, we. I don't. I want to be respectful of Pablo's time. Um, of you left Carolina. You joined the Scorpions. Um, you won the Golden Boot and the Golden Ball the year you were with the Scorpions. Yeah. Um, but I think the most important question that MJ has, and it's specifically a Minnesota United question, because you guys were playing Minnesota United when this thing happened. It was the semifinals of the Soccer Bowl in 2012, and uh, you had just scored a goal. And then afterwards, I do not remember what the details were, but you kind of headbutted. No, no, no. What Scorpions question? Not the not the Kyle headbutt question. Well, that's tied in. Okay. Oh, you. Oh, sorry. So while you were at the San Andreas Scorpions and a game that you hosted and played the Minnesota Stars, they rolled out a giant egg on a military truck and and launched their their mascot called Sting. Do you remember this? This, this scorpion named Sting? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Was there any talk in the, in the locker room amongst the players about what they thought of this new mascot? No, I, I, I don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> it, we, it got a lot of uh, fun, a funny play up here in Minnesota. Because <laughs> yeah, it was the most... I don't know, we should... After we're done, we'll find the video and show you the video because the video is amazing. It's like eight <laughs> minutes of just insanity. Um, this is like like the beginning of YouTube, so it was like yeah. on YouTube and lots of people got videos on it. So, yeah. anyways, all right, MJ, the, but the Kyle Altman question is actually very important, so definitely ask that one. Sorry. Also, while you're with the Scorpions playing in the soccer bowl playoffs, uh, you scored a goal in the semifinals, and then. I don't know what Kyle Altman did to you, but you ended up kind of like bumping heads. He obviously embellished, right? Like, it's yes. not like you, you, you gave him enough force to truly knock him down. To the, right. but, but you were then given, given, given a, a red card. Right. And I don't want you to talk about what you were feeling when you had to leave and that whole negativity. But the very following season, you get called to come to Minnesota United. Yeah. And you had to be thinking like, this is the team that I had butted their captain, or maybe you weren't thinking that, but when you first met Kyle Altman in person, like as a teammate, was that awkward? Uh, or were you just like, who cares? No, to be honest, like, uh, you, it wasn't a head. I didn't have butted him. Uh, he came to my head and I said, what? But as soon as you go walk towards the player, it is Yeah, actually, you're inviting a headbutt. Exactly. So he was smart enough to get close to my face, and I react as, a, what's up? You know yeah, I mean? you were a so, little hot-headed hot at times. For sure, for sure. And, that's I, and I liked No, yeah. <laughs> very, very competitive. Very competitive. And and I I do not blame the, the, the referee because it was I made the move towards the player. So he, he can't see, be seen as a you know aggression, uh, and I didn't I didn't see much of it when I met him was totally okay because I actually didn't like okay punch him or really fought him. It was a very a game thing you know he was competitive I was competitive I think it was very um, clean yeah. in a way that 
we compete against each other. I think I had more with Cristiano, the Brazilian guy, <laughs> than I had. With, yeah, Cristiano. <laughs> Cristiano, Cristiano, we, we had history competition. Yes. Yeah. Like every game where we. He was marking you because yeah, he was the center back. and Portuguese, like you know. Yeah. That you guys trash talk each other in Brazilian Portuguese. Not not much, but we had that you know the. Competitors, the two Brazilians playing against each other. Mm-hmm. Again, very. I don't think it was anything like you know dirty or. No, was, no. Yeah, it was up to like let's see competitive. Let's see what he what he brings. Yeah. So it was more with Cristiano than was with. Minnesota had brought in. I mean, obviously you and, and Cristiano and eventually Ibsen. Like we had a contingent of Bra- uh, Brazilians on the on the on the team. Um, you know, throughout the years. How much? How much? I heard some of that was you. Like some of you had some contacts, or you maybe helped um, some of the coaches with the scouting. Uh, yeah, with some of your connections in the yeah, zone. Yeah, there a lot of the presenters that have a lot. So Thiago Cavano, that was like one of your guys, maybe. So Thiago, we Thiago we start playing when we, yeah. we were in Botafogo. Oh, really? So I knew I knew Thiago oh, when wow. we were in the academies of Botafogo. Okay, cool. So yeah, so I knew Thiago way back. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you, I mean, you play Minnesota, you know, for three years, like the longest stint of your uh, U.S. And you career. Were a starter, like yeah. Um, so, so I guess, what was it like playing for playing in Minnesota? Um, and obviously, like you were, you were able to help bring on sort of that the next generation of Minnesota players and Miguel Ibarra and Christian Ramirez and things like that. You see, unfortunately, like, you got hurt, and then Christian Ramirez. Stepped into the start in a striker role, and then you ever came back and scored some amazing goals for us at the end of that season. Um, what was that like for you? Like, I mean, you spent a lot of time here in Minnesota. Clearly, you, you and you live here now, so clearly, like right. Minnesota grew what, on you what, at some point. So, what sold you on Minnesota? Well, it's it's a good question. I think it was. Good. Oh, is it a woman? Because that <laughs> we can, it, that's all you have to say. <laughs> it, was, it was because um, when I came here, and I think it was the longest. That actually stay in a, in the city and in the team, and, and I really uh, fell in love with the team and and actually in the city. Because people talk about Minnesota being so hard to live, and which it, which is because of the weather, but the weather kind of like separate good people that actually see what's life about, not what you have or the way you look. Because if you look at Minnesota, they're not gonna, never gonna look at you like what you what you dressing, how you dressing, what you driving, but what kind of house you you have. Not the majority of people. Mm-hmm. So and they have this beautiful uh, uh, state, and you know it's clean and they have a lot of job opportunities. So I think lots of uh, social services and infrastructure and Mayo and healthcare being so. Yeah, and I think the the weather kind of like. Don't let this be the California to be yeah. overpopulated, right. like the traffic. <laughs> so it, it kind of helps. Yeah. What we what we complain about that's what actually what helps us. So so it's kind of a in I I fell in love with with the team and seeing the started of it and you know coming and building the this beautiful beautiful stadium. So it's exactly what all of that combined that made me. Cool. Alright, so I'm going to put you on the spot. If you have to pick one favorite Minnesota United FC moment, could be a goal you scored, could be just a, a, moment a moment that you had, your favorite moment with Minnesota United FC. So it was, uh, let's pick one, when, uh, 
I scored a goal and I went to celebrate with the fans and I sat on the you know with with them. I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that too. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Christian I think Christian had back to me and then I yeah. Oh yes! Hit the ball first time in the air. I remember that goal. Now. Yeah, and then I I went to celebrate with the fans, and then one of the guys was like, "What are you doing here?" And I said, "Oh, you think I'm gonna lose? I, I'm gonna miss the goal. I want to see the goal." <laughs> 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 and there was like strike cracking up, you know, like yeah. up. So it was that was a very nice, and they they couldn't believe that. You know, I was sitting there. <laughs> yeah, with the. Clouds, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I do remember that now. Um, so we have a, we have a couple of uh, uh, users or yeah, Twitter. Wait, can I ask one last? Yeah, question? Yeah, please go ahead. Have you um, been to a game lately, or do, is it like too close to home? Sometimes I like can't listen to certain songs, right? Because it breaks, takes me back to a place in time. Or like, have you been as a spectator? Yes, I have. And How was it? I went to the the last game against DC. I, I did there. too. Yes, I was there. It, well, every time that I step on the stadium, it's amazing. Like people uh, treat me so well, and you know, recognize me, take pictures, and you know, share me the love. And it it's so good to see the the brand, it's the brand and the, you know, it's just see the, were... the jersey. Yeah, I get I get worked up, <laughs> but. I was going to say, and I'm putting you on the spot because it could be hilarious what happens in this next two seconds, or it could be edited out, but I have season tickets. Would you want to come with me to a match? <laughs> sure, sure. We, we apply to We can talk about... I mean, I'm, I don't want to cross any boundaries. I, I, I just realized I always have to bring someone, right? Because I have two tickets, yeah. but they're just me. <laughs> and we'll talk right. about that later. Okay. Shoot your shot, Jess. Good job. Uh, so, so we have a question from our, a friend of ours, uh, Hop Clouds, who makes beer for us. Um, of all the seasons you played in Minnesota, which player, I'll, I'll amend this to which player slash coach was the biggest character? I.e. had the weirdest superstitions, larger than life, etc. Which was like the, the craziest person you interacted with uh, in Minnesota, for the Minnesota United? Well, now you put him on a spot that sounds negative. No, it's it, could be, no, it's good. it could be yeah. funny. It could be anything. Yeah. Listen, I've talked to Carl oh. Craig. That dude's a fucking character. Like, and he's great. I but. fangirled in front of him, too, and ruined it, so whatever. Well, uh, funny funny one. It was, I think, Yago. You guys remember Yago? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yago. So the Brazilian. Day, yes. Yeah. So he, he was sitting by me in the locker room, right? So one day he goes, Pablo. That guy must be so good. I say, which guy? He goes, that guy they they all talking uh, during practice. Like who? He goes, uh, the man on. It's like who? <laughs> the man on. I said, dude, man on is when somebody's hand comes to actually try to steal the ball from you. So they're like, Milan, Milan, Milan. 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 Oh, Yago, that's fucking brilliant. That's amazing. <laughs> when he tried to speak in English, it was hilarious. So every every time he would come up with something, then oh. we were laughing so much. It's, yeah, that's, okay. that is, that's, that's fucking great. Who's that guy? He must be very good. Everybody asking for the ball. Yeah. Milan. Milan. So you, you finished your, your professional career in Miami um, for a year, and then what? So you you were always coming back to Minnesota, or, or yeah, was it, okay, yeah, I was you just wanted to 
finish it out on your own terms? Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah, I always come back here and and compare it to like Miami to Minnesota. I've been to Miami. I love Miami. I don't think I can live in Miami. I mean, I like visiting Miami for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it. there's a joke that they say Miami is the best of Miami is, is because it's close to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> because there's fair. nothing. There's and that's nothing why I want to go there, actually. I've never been. Yeah, there's nothing fair. of the uh, United States. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's crazy because if you see that your neighbors, it changes a lot. Like people come and go, and nobody's from there. And kind of like Raleigh. They, they, yeah, and they pay they pay you less. They pay six percent of what you well, yeah, get in another place. Taxes. Yeah, so they they say they pay you with sunshine. The last forty. <laughs> the last forty percent sunshine. Sunshine. Um, so it's kind of. They don't get to cash that check here in Minnesota, though. Now, now they do Bitcoin. So if you're probably be- you're probably better off with sunshine than Bitcoin, honestly. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, no. Uh, for me, the best. I mean, here got the best quality um, that you can find out of life. Yeah. Is you just have to get used to a little bit of winter. Yeah. Uh, MJ, you have the final question here. Oh. Uh, how did you connect with uh, Adi Milani and and Laura? I every time I talk with Adi, he speaks about you with such pride. I, I remember just saying like, "Hey, who's that number nine, big big number nine guy out there for you?" And I was kind of being sarcastic, and he's like, "No, Pablo Campos." <laughs> um, so it was because one of the players, San Clark, and that's one of the kids that I invested in. They even like actually sent him to to, uh, to be in the academies of Cruzeiro. Oh, to be yeah, uh, you know, to develop his skills and be in a, in this scenario that get way better. So I sent him for a year for Cruzeiro. So I had been contact with him and kind of like follow him and you know teaching some things that I, I know about soccer. And he ends up getting a D1 scholarship in nice. Canada. So we kept him. You know, in contact, and when he came back on vacation, came to play for Ross. I said, Paolo, why don't you, you know, come play some games with us? It'll be, it'll be fun. And I was like, man, the boots, the boots are, you know, in the in the closet. You know, I know. It's gonna be nice. Come here, we're gonna have fun. You know, the guy's gonna love to play with you. I've watched several UPSL games uh, this season, and it's a great level of soccer. It's it's fun to watch. It's entertaining, and even though I was there uh, in Brunsville as a Minneapolis City fan, it was so much fun seeing you on the pitch, but and having fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I got roped back into playing some goalkeeper uh, about a year and a half ago, and my knees are killing me. So I, I understand the the, the, the struggle. That you, a, a professional soccer player versus me, a uh, professional dad. five six a professional dad, <laughs> yeah. uh, it has. So um, good on you for doing that. I, man, so. Yeah, that was a funny story because we were playing one of the teams, and the kid was speaking Spanish to the other his other teammate. He goes, "Oh, that guy doesn't know how to play. Oh, that dude. Oh my God, he's terrible." And he points at me. He goes, "Oh, this guy is like, oh, he's he's thirty, so old." <laughs> yeah. And I understood everything he says. Like, say, dude, that's that's good. But if you come to thirty, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Say, <laughs> so, so, yeah, thirty. I'm man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking almost forty. Like, let's go. Yeah. Let's party. So the other, is the the other guy from my team goes, dude. I don't know if you know, but you want to know. Let's go. The guy goes, 
Wait, who? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> that that is fantastic, and I think that is a great place to wrap up with uh, with Pablo. Thank you so much, man, for doing this. Uh, what are you working on? Where, where where can people find you if they if they want to support those stuff that you're doing? Yeah, so working with uh, Jason Mora, actually the former of Minnesota United. And yeah, in Minneapolis City and Mine- yeah. Yeah, we started. Uh, uh, he's, he's a founder of uh, Stimulus and uh, working. Stimulus Athletic, uh, one of the sponsors for Soda Soccer. Yep. Yeah. Same. Hey, we're not Soda Soccer, Soda Soccer podcast. Get that out of here. I'm gonna cut that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, keep on. Yeah. So yeah. So Stimulus Athletic. You know, we make uniforms for a lot of clubs here in Minnesota and throughout the United States. It's, it's growing a lot. So it's a very. Um, very nice to see the other side of you know, the sport industry. There's so many sides. <laughs> so many sides. It's it, it's great. So, in locally owned business, that's the other thing too. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, stimulus. No, yeah, it, it's fantastic. And, and also, I have been with uh, MLS scouting for MLS, and, and it's very nice to see the the, the youth. Uh, the youth soccer system now how they're actually developing and I wish I wish I had that in a, you know my time when right. growing up now they have so many resources and data and, and, and sometimes we see by the referees and I never said by referees and they see how they talk yeah it's, it's incredible it's, right on they, their conversation I never knew they would talk things like that you know? cool well if you want to, uh, to to get in touch with Pablo um, it's on Twitter it's at nine Pablo Campos, so Pablo Campos, but with a nine instead of the P uh, yes. on Twitter. Um, thanks, thanks for doing this, man. We really appreciate it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for joining yeah. us, genuinely. And you don't have to go to game with me. I just want you to know. I'm going to give you my card, and then you do as we. So, just listeners out there, I'm not overdoing it. All right, all right. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk the actual loons. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Oh, yeah. All right, and we are back with uh, the recap of the Minnesota United for the week. Uh, we played two games <clears throat> this week uh, Sporks won, Loons won. Not much happened here. Forty-three minute own goal uh, made it Minnesota one, Sparks zero. In the second half, sixty-third minute, uh, Johnny, Johnny Russell. Of course, it was Johnny fucking Russell scores the goal to make it one-one. I saw the highlights of this game. I didn't see any of this game. Do you guys have any thoughts? Other, we should just move on to DC United. I didn't even see the highlights, <laughs> David. So I watched the highlights. We should have. It seemed like we definitely should have won this game. So this was like two points dropped. Um, however, it does keep our undefeated streak alive. Going into Saturday, where Loons hosted the DC Reunited, uh, not quite, not quite, not quite reunited yet because uh, uh, Rooney still needs to get uh, his uh, his shit in order. But Loons two, DC United zero. Um, this is a fun game. I was at this game. Pablo, you were at this game. MJ was at this game. Jess also at this game. So yeah, um, what are you, what were your thoughts just generally on the game, Pablo? I'll start with you. Oh, I, th- I think the Minnesota started pretty well, and uh, I like the, you know, they score a, a, a goal very early. It, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want me to be that type of dude, and I 
see the finish of Renoso like he p- actually used the outside of his f- left foot which was uh, incredible because uh, it curves outside of the, the goalie so it's very hard for the goalie yeah he's done that several times this year it's just uh, it's been amazing I thought because of the path the ball took that he moved it to his right foot for once and then on the replay I saw that it was like no what you said he's like he was able to get that that path of the ball with with his left foot yes so uh, since we have like a, a bona fide striker how hard is that to do you know the lefty lefty uh, players they do that a lot okay. because they kind of like hide their right foot okay and that's why they get so crafty and they 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 use the outside of the the foot a lot and if if, if you see the lefty the lefty guys they use a lot of their left they they don't okay. like to use a lot of their right right it's so sophie smith did something like this uh not against costa rica but no. like Maybe the previous game, I can't remember one, but she like hit something. She hit a ball with the outside of her foot from the U.S. Women's National Team, and she's like, "I practice that all the time, but I never have an opportunity <laughs> in a game to actually do it because you know the game states and and all that. Like you need like a perfect ball to like the perfect spot where you can like hit it with the outside of your boots. Yeah, it, and it's I, I can't imagine it's hard. I mean, as as a goalie, yeah, when I see people do it, I'm like, holy yeah. shit, man, you beat me. Like that's good, but. Yeah, if you miss it, like, why don't you use your right foot? Right. The same yeah. thing if you try my right foot, you guys. Why don't you use your left foot, Pablo? Right. So <laughs> it's a risky thing. Yeah. That's why it has to. Be, you have to be very good in the touch. You know. Do, so do you practice that, like when you're when like you're a, like a right footed outsole, like since you're right footed. Uh, on the fin, yeah. Well, we we definitely practice that. Okay. You know, but that's not something that we're gonna be on repeat. Like yeah. we right. do in odd. You know the. Out uh, when you do your laces, yeah, you do more laces and inside of your foot, then yeah. you c- keep practicing your outside your foot. But this is this is na- natural. This is a, a thing that you don't teach. It it came from you know it came with them. Right. So from from you cannot yeah yeah. Those are the little things. That there's there's ten percent of uh, uh, in a soccer player that you cannot teach. Right. So you, you gotta be born with it, and the other one you you're gonna be polished. That's cool. Good to know. My Mine was offsides. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my three. So I, I just started. Uh, my three year old just started futsal in the in the winter, and he's playing some uh, outdoor soccer for the first time in uh, the fall. And I, he, we have little little soccer balls all around the house. And I one time I caught him like, like like you know hitting it behind his behind his foot. I was like, I didn't teach you that. You're just watching soccer and picking that shit up. Like, <laughs> okay, exactly. Maybe. Exactly, and and he's, he's left footed too, so which is also yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So he's probably gonna start hiding a little bit of the right foot. You're gonna see it, okay. And then and that's why they get so good with the left in any part of the foot, because and even in the pass, instead of using your left foot to pass, you're gonna pa- pass with the outside in an angle that right. could okay. be your left foot. That's what you said. I've seen. Oh, yeah, I've I thought seen he shot. I thought he shot with his right foot. No, I did. no, 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 no. He didn't. But the way he used his left. It's just to be his right foot. Right. So Reynoso did that for the second goal as well. Like the second goal is where he, he like yeah. Because I, I, when I originally watched the goal or rewatched it, because I was you know we, we were seeing it at the on the Wonderwall side. When I rewatched the highlights, it was like oh it looked like he like he like hit it behind his right foot and he actually did. He I was did, like yeah. like he stepped his right foot over and hit it like hit it with his left foot for that second goal, um, in the fiftieth minute that uh, from that when Amari and, and Reynoso were breaking on that one. So, 
That's I I had no idea. That's interesting to hear. So thank you. Yes, and uh, and I think and I put I'm gonna analyze that uh, what happened in that game from a soccer player. Yeah. Um, and former, and I think Amaria started playing a little bit better, a little bit more freely, because they got rid of Adrian Hunu. Uno. With, that, with that pressure. Wait, wait, wait. What are you possibly wait, wait, wait. saying, Pablo? Wait, wait, wait. Did, did, did. No, I'm saying. <laughs> I, no, I'm not. What did, what did you put into his ear before I got here? No, no, Zeller no. Zeller was here the whole time Pablo was here. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying anything about injury. I'm no. just saying the pressure that put that uh, on Amaria, it's actually, you know, kind of like. He's, reframe gr- he's him, blossoming. Refrain him from playing well because there's a lot of pressure. He 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 got a, a huge salary. Mm-hmm. He came here to be the starter, and that and for to be honest, like as a, a striker, it's all about confidence. There's two there's two positions all about confidence. It's striker and goalie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the two positions that you cannot play if you have fifty percent or six percent of your confidence. You gotta have. 90 plus yeah. to do well. So uh, Jess is beaming over here because I was last. But she was talking about Fragapane. Not you were not no, talking about Amaria. You were talking uh, about Unu, and yeah. we were talking about Amaria. And, no. and Franken Almond Cream Dream Supreme. Um, it was all there. The listeners, they know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you just you affirmed <laughs> my. Theory that I was poo pooed by these two. Well, if you said that, I I agree with you. And uh, say and it it's, again. It's not. <laughs> it, it's actually not a coincidence that right after he scored goals and now he's getting assists. It's I, not. It's not a coincidence. I will just point out that Unu uh, just played in his first uh, League One game and scored a penalty kick. So um, he also needed a change of scenery, as uh, it were, as absolutely. well. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he, he was he, not happy here, right? <laughs> Yeah. So well, if yeah, if a striker doesn't play, it it, and if the goalie doesn't play, it the worst position not yeah, to play. Right. If you're right back, you don't play, and again, it's fine. <laughs> a midfielder, the same thing. But those two positions, if you're not playing, it's it's very hard to build your confidence and your game. No, that totally makes sense. And so I mean, so this is a pretty pedestrian two nothing victory. It, obviously, it could have been more for Minnesota. DC didn't really put up a fight in this game at all. Like I think they had zero shots on target, as a matter of fact, or zero shots I mean, on goal. Taxi Fontos was not here. That's so uh, yeah, they were missing com- and uh, Bill, Bill Hamid not not playing. Um, they had four, like three or their four, three or four of their best players are, did not make the trip, obviously, or, or they, did they not were, play. Uh, their their for- poor their poor midfielder that they put in at right back. He got owned by by Fragapane on a regular basis. Yeah. So generally, um, Pablo, since we have you and we have a, a striker's mindset here, what are your thoughts on? Obviously, the last five games have been really good for Minnesota. You have Thirteen points out of fifteen, but the previous five games we had what four out of fifteen points? Like, what is this team? What is this team? What is Minnesota United? Or is it, is it? Are we just this a streaky of a team? Like we went from eleventh in the Western Conference to. At one point on Saturday, third in the Western Conference. I think we're at fourth place, yeah. right? Fourth in the Western Conference right yeah. now. So, well, you got to analyze the, the the teams that they play. You know, um, the, the the teams that they play before were way harder than the teams that they play right yeah. now. So, and there, and there's this, um, and I think we always been this, you know, up and downs, and w- which is like in if you in a in a fan uh, standpoint, in a player standpoint, in a franchise standpoint, I think. 
um, it we don't like to be that wavy. We like to be more consistent. Right. But it, I think it it's the time of the season now that uh, you you win five. Uh, you actually didn't lose in five games, and that's why you can you you, you build your momentum. I think that's now we're gonna see where we're all about. I think now that we saw and we can win and we can actually get points. I think that's from from to, from this game and this United game on. It's gonna be the start of our season and see how the team's all about. We got a couple winnable games coming up too. I mean, this is where we need to like feast on the the lower teams in the league. The you big know. fish eat the little fish. Yes, no, for sure. And I, it, it, I think it's great. I think when we we win and you know get results, every everything looks good, and uh, the fans are are happy, and you know the the, the staff are happy, the players are happy. So yeah. it, it it's good. We just and I what what do you guys what do you guys think about like all this five the, the games that we played the, the last five. I th I agree with you that who our opponent is definitely plays into how well we play, and sometimes it's not even like good team bad team. Now DC's towards the bottom of the table, so that's a team we should beat, especially if they're missing some of their best players. So I think that's a part of it. But I think sometimes. And you can go along with this, or maybe correct me if I'm wrong, that sometimes it doesn't necessarily matter what the record is, that the style of play or the people on the team make it a bad matchup. We could be playing a team that has a way worse record than us um, and that looks on paper like we should beat, but because of the, their coach and the way they like to play and the way we're trying to play our game, it ends up just being a bad matchup. Yes, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, who do you, what, what kind of team you, you think that we always think we're going to win and we never win? There's always a team that. <laughs> For me? Sporting Kansas City. San Jose. <laughs> San Jose in Sporting Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City. We, nev yeah, yeah. we never used to think we would beat them. We used to assume we would not beat them yeah. once upon a time. Peter um, Vermees, I think, just has a vendetta against Adrian Heath, I think, honestly. Well, yeah. who doesn't? I really, yeah, I I really like wanted us to beat Seattle. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Seattle, another team too. It, Seattle is one of the teams. Like, yeah. okay, the, and Portland. I love come. it when we beat. Portland. It's gonna come. Yeah, that we gonna have come. a fairly good record against Portland. We do not have a good record against Seattle. They always no. We, we we struggle with Seattle on a regular basis. Yes, and yeah, I don't know why. And you remember that it was a uh, West Open Cup that we're winning, and then they came back. Uh, MLS Cup. That was so, MLS Cup. Yeah, yeah, MLS, yeah MLS Western Cup. Conference Finals. Yeah. We have like 20 minutes left, and they, they scored three goals in 20 yeah, minutes and, and beat just us. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was that was bad. Um, so, I don't, yeah, I don't know. The, the I go back and forth. So, I'm to, to be perfectly frank, I'm very much Heath out. Like, I don't think Heath is a good manager. I don't think he can get us any further than he's gotten us, which – to be fair, like it's he's not, I don't think he's the worst manager in MLS. I think there's several much worse managers and several well like well more poorly run teams than than Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota's like the worst run team in the league. Obviously, Chicago Fire is sitting over there like being Chicago Fire. <laughs> um, so I don't need to you don't need to say anything about that. But um or as anything a, else MLS, for that as an MLS person. However, um, I just think we're like this is a team that you're right. We 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 
we roller coaster. We go up and down, up Pendulum and down, swings. up and down. And it's the and worst it's just, or the best. It's a matter of whether we are on an upswing on the pendulum near the playoffs or on a downswing. And we've been generally for the last three years. Obviously, we've made the playoffs the last three years on the upswing. But I, I don't think we'll that's ever. That's all get, due to Heath. That's the genius of Adrian Heath, David. The genius of Adrian Heath of being like, hey, like, what's pendulum? My, I mean, my, I think my big question then is like, we've played the same 11, the same starting 11 for the last four matches. Like, you are a former player, right? Like, can, is that sustainable? Like, because I'm guessing, obviously, we have Everton on Wednesday. He's going to run out. He'll probably play a lot of the starters for 45 minutes and then bring in a, a bunch of players. But he's going to be putting these guys out again on Saturday and probably the same 11. Um, minus Will Trap, depending on how Will Trap's injury is, uh, in Houston, which is it's at seven thirty at night, but it's still going to be what ninety Houston. fucking degrees in Houston. It's no, going to be really hot in Houston. Yeah. So, like, is this is what Adrian Heath does sustainable? Do you think? You don't have to answer if you don't want to. No, no, I, I can definitely answer. It's it's soccer, and we should talk about. Uh, we have to analyze, and I think the. Normally, if if you look at other leagues, they do rotation, mm-hmm. and it just because they play two games every week, so it depends on your schedule. Uh, you could play your eleven every single game, but if it, if it's a schedule that we you play three or six or seven games in a month, yes, it it, it may need some rotation. And you need to have other players play, so you, you keep everybody fit. It's not fit like mm-hmm. you do fitness. It's a game fit, it, which is a different kind yeah, of Yeah, are fitness. you ready for 90? Yes. Or it's not ready for 90 for run. You can be fit and you can run for 90 minutes, but you cannot play well. Right. So there's a game Both. fit and there's fitness and fit, right? So in order to have your your team game fit, you got to have more rotation and you got to have more your teams and players ready to play when you need them. Because when somebody gets hurt and you're going to need that player, he's going to be ready to go. So and, and if they haven't been rotated in and they're coming in cold, they're not game fit. They, w- they will be not game fit. Yeah. How long does it take? Like if you, would, if you play a match today, are you not game fit if you don't play again in a week or two weeks? What would you say? Like how long does it take from game? Like do you have to play every day to stay game fit? Well, normally you cannot have uh, 20 players game fit. Right. You know, normally you're going to have two or three players that actually can come in. Or you, if you have a grade of a, a squad, you can actually rotate uh, more players right. and you can p- keep five or six game fit. Okay. You know, so eventually, yes, he has to be playing every week okay. in, in a certain number a number of, uh, of minutes to be game fit. And... For for example, like in in Europe, they have three or four cups. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no way you can play only you know, thirteen or fourteen players if you're playing three or four cups. So that's why they could bring in thirty players or more, mm-hmm. thirty-two players, so they can have at least two good teams that can rotate. But some some mm-hmm. positions they're not gonna be rotated. Some positions they're gonna keep those players. They're, they're core. They're core of the team. So and you can get like Liverpool or Manchester City. You can see the players that uh, rotate a lot. It's the players that don't. Right. But there's always a, a rotation. It, it depends how depends how your plan is. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else on 
the game or any other tattoo questions we want to throw to Pablo before we get to Jess's patented segment, Jess is Hot or Not. Peabody Award winning. Peabody Award winning. Um, I guess, what are your... Where do you think Minnesota United, Minnesota United ends up, Pablo? Just watching the team the last several months. Are, are they hosting a playoff game? Are they not hosting a playoff game? Are they in the playoffs? What, what do you think? You've seen the we've seen the the down and the up now. Is like are we still are we going to keep going up or is it kind of? I mean, we have I think we have a couple of teams that we should beat coming up that should get us bank us a little more points. It's all about banking points, right? In, yes. So. Yeah, if you analyze the schedule, and I think it's uh, in Minnesota's favor, and I think it's going to be they, – they for sure going to make the playoffs. Okay. I, I don't know which position, but if if you look at the, the, the teams that we're going to play next, and I think the, 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 four, the, the four or five teams that we play next, it's going to be uh, tough, but, and then you have a, a, a lighter of a schedule, and I think – I think I think they're gonna make it, and I don't know. I I'm not sure we position, but I I, I think they're gonna keep the the tradition of make the playoffs. The which, tradition, all right. yep. Pablo <laughs> Pablo Campos guaranteed making the playoffs, guys. Yes, I think so. <laughs> you heard it here on the Dave's I know. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jess, let's hit us with your post-match hot or not review. Okay, I'm leaning over your shoulder because my computer shuts off every once in a while. Okay, so. I, uh, this one is short and sweet, just like always, right, guys? No. But DC United needs a serious queer eye for the gay guy. No, straight guy. You know, he, they need them on DC United. First, the coach wore sweatpants. And I don't know why the other coaches that I've yelled at for wearing sweatpants to my house haven't told him that he <laughs> that is not acceptable dress code and you're supposed to dress to impress. But I heckled him appropriately, and um, I got a lot of supportive, like, like, like follower hecklers that felt freed by my loudness. Very good. There's also a guy named 90210. I named him that. And he had a l- hair like Luke Perry, kind of like a bowl cut. And he was very short, and he had an ear pod in, and he was very serious. And he would not smile at me no matter what I yelled at those penny-wearing warm-up boys. Um, is he a coach or Who player? knows? He had bad hair. Oh, um, <laughs> and then I saw, oh, my God, you guys, this I took a picture just for premium content on Patreon because this Ooh. was monumental. I saw this player. Or, no, he might have just been staff, but he was with the – United, and he had a bleach job that made it look like his not mullet was a mullet because of the patchiness and where the dye, the roots were, like from far. This is why it's Patreon bonus content, and you're just going to have to sign up and admit you love us (laughs) if you want to see it. I have pictures, but it looked like the dude was purposely trying to look like he had a mullet, but he did not have a mullet. I thought people that had a mullet didn't want to look like they didn't have business in the front or party in the back or both anyway they need a makeover that's all fair enough pablo are you familiar with mullets it's yes. it, or called hockey not, hair in minnesota yes <laughs> N- not that i actually had it but yeah, yes. no, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm, no 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 i'm not i'm not casting aspersions upon you that is insinuating <laughs> you had a mom just like it's this is sometimes a uh, a, a very 
cultural, cultural thing, and, and especially in Minnesota, like we call it hockey here in Minnesota because yeah. it's hockey yeah. hair. So. Yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are your feelings on mullets? Yay, yay or nay? Do you watch Queer Eye? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I just happy that I have hair, so it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> answer. Smart man. Good answer. Where's right. Wes when we need him? Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. So as yeah. After you just like lose it, it was like, oh, and even if I had a mullet, I think I would be happy. Here. Oh, wow. That is that is fucking terrible. Yeah, she, you have to share that. Uh, all right. Uh, Minnesota University 2 um, went to Tacoma to play the Seattle Sounders and um, MLS Next Pro Team. Uh, Tacoma Defiance, they lost 3-2. to two. Uh, They gave up three goals early. Um, Azil Jackson missed a penalty in the seventh minute, had a penalty saved. That is, like, I think the third or fourth penalty he's had saved That's in MLS good. Next Pro in regular time. Um, and then Minnesota got two goals uh, late in the game. Uh, Sagir Arce, the uh, gentleman they just uh, signed from Mexico, scored a goal, and then Tommy Williamson scored in the 73rd minute. They play Houston in Houston on Sunday, the day after we play Houston in Houston on sun- on Saturday. So, And then other United News before we take a break, Ray and uh, Dane St. Clair were named to the MLS All-Star roster. Very, I think, very deserved players, right, Pablo? Yes. Well... Sorry, <laughs> The MLS roster was announced. Uh, Ray and Dane St. Clair both were named to it. They were coaches' picks. Uh, they were not voted in by the pl- uh, by the, the fans, fans, GMs, and coaches. But, I or mean, something if like you're going to so. pick two all stars on Minnesota United, Emmanuel Reynoso and Dane St. Clair would be the, the two all stars. Yes. No, yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think the and I have been talked uh, that about uh, St. Clair. I think he developed so well, and then. From last year to this year, yeah, he became an actually incredible player and a different player, more mature, and that's what we expect from from a goalie. Yeah, and that's what they say that you a good team starts with a good goalie. So I think starts from the back, the, right? Yes, but he, the spine, the spine is the he, most important part. No, for Which sure involves you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, Renoso, Renoso is just unique and incredible. That. Yeah. He, he got that, you know, special, special foot and movement, and it, it's, it's amazing. I think he, he really deserved, and now those two is going to also be in the All-Star game. Yeah. At, at Allianz Field, which is great. Um, yeah. I, I would also say Robin Lude probably has a shout as a potential All-Star. Um, if, if, there's a, if there's, like, a someone gets hurt or yeah. something, Robin Lude probably gets, gets a nod if he's a, it's a midfielder or something because he's been what playing. What about Boxy? Eh, not there, this there year. Are, there are a lot of better center backs in the in MLS right now. I would say Kamar Lawrence has been in I mean he's only played a limited number of games with Minnesota United, but he's been one of the best left backs in in MLS this year so far. Um, again, he's only you know, he was stuck in Toronto for the start of the season. He couldn't get over here till, you know, whenever. So he's only played if he if he had played 15 games or something by the time that they announced the All-Stars, I think Kamar Lawrence would have had a shout too. He's been Absolutely incredible for Minnesota United this year. So, yes, I agree. I agree. Those those three players are, are doing very well, and I think it's we kind of like um, after Casper, uh, and we were looking for a, a you know a left back that was going to be very solid, and y- you know it's left back and right back. They're very it's a sensitive position, and you kind of make the 
you know the, the the defense very vulnerable so if you get two solid left and right back it helps a lot how you combine with your defenders you had some left backs and right backs in your day that would get forward and uh and get get balls in is, uh, it, is that a is that a uh, a skill that you develop with your you know a sister with your left backs uh justin davis i'm thinking of and um venegas venegas yes kevin, kevin venegas yeah uh, you, i mean obviously those former guys former attacker but yes. yes you guys there's obviously needs to be some communication between you guys is this something that develops during practice Oh, Do you talk about it? Or I, yeah, I used to pay them dinner just to give them the ball and okay. give them assists. You, <laughs> you gotta, treat, you gotta treat them well, you know. Yeah. Like every every opportunity you have, okay, here, buddy, like, come <laughs> here. I'm gonna because the, the, both take those, you out of the both Justin Davis on the left hand side was one of the the, the, the one of my most favorite dark cloud chants. Oh, Davis, yeah. he loved the tackle. He sometimes so, he oh, let, he was so good. He let he let the person like actually take a touch so he can't mm-hmm. tackle him. It was like a, kind of like on purpose. <laughs> oh, I'm out of you know out of position, and the guy take a touch. It goes like boom, boom, <laughs> my ball. Uh, <laughs> that was like I, yeah. So I remember that. what you're saying, Pablo, this would never happen because my soccer skills are so poor. But if I were a fullback playing with you, and you wanted me to pass you the ball more, you would take me to Fogo de Sean, and and we would. We would get some meat some fest. Good, some good, 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 good food. Not, not before a game, because no, no, you're no, gonna be, no, no. you're gonna have stomachache. No. But yes, I definitely. You're gonna okay. be like, oh, Pablo is like so nice, and I love Fogo show. So uh, yes, next me, cross is gonna yeah. be Pablo's head. Right, right to Pablo's head. Yes. Uh that's that's fantastic. I, I guess I never understood how much till I, I I met a a friend of mine who's Portuguese. How much you guys fucking love Foco de Chao in downtown Minneapolis? Yes, um, because you have a lot in Brazil like that. You know, yeah. steakhouse, they come to your table and cut the meat. I had no idea. You. I was like, oh, yeah, it's like, I, I like I like the idea of like meat trays. Oh, my God, it's around. a meat party. But, I'm like, yeah. but then I was like, I, I met some Portuguese people and they're like, oh, yeah, no, this is like, this is fucking. This it's is, like, a, it's a like thing. legit. It's yeah, like Thanksgiving legit. in, in only Every day, all meat. <laughs> yeah, daily. Like if you had a, a turkey, daily. Yeah, if you had yeah. a turkey and a ham, and like every side, <laughs> only meat. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, all right, Flank steak every it's, day. It's delicious. Well, but we'll have to have a definitely a uh, uh, breakdown of uh, Brazilian. I, I walked past another one the other day. That I can't remember now. I need to. Oh, try and remember. Which? Thank you. A question I didn't get to ask because I completely forgot. Other than Fogo de Sean, is there is there a maybe smaller or local? Lo- yeah, a, a smaller or family run Brazilian restaurant that you would recommend in town that maybe people don't know about. So I don't know if it's still open, but um, Samba, the Taste of Brazil, Taste of Brazil in Hopkins. Okay. I, I I don't know if it's still open, but it was very good. The food it didn't see a lot of people. Okay. So I don't know if after COVID, yeah, if, what, really if it was sad. hit bad or not. Okay. So I, I didn't check after COVID. Yeah. Okay. But it used to be a very good and like, uh, you know. Well, I'm sure home, MJ will check it out and I find will out. Check it, and I will check it out. Next and week. we next will week. also let us know how many different uh, varieties of hot pickled peppers. hot peppers they yeah. offer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up really quick. Alan Benitez officially signs. He'll occupy an international slot as soon as uh, he gets his uh, – paperwork all through and then Reynoso was named to the was named player of the week uh, for MLS this year um, first one outside of uh, Dane St. Clair which I think was week three of 2022 so 
and well-deserved. Uh, well-deserved. Well-deserved. So, all right. Well, we'll take a break. Thank you, Pablo, so much for hanging out with us, man, and, and talking Minnesota United and get, I'll go through all the questions. I'm, we have, I'm, I have many more Minnesota United-specific questions, so we'll have to have you back Hopefully. at some point soon yes. to talk Minnesota United specifically because I've, I've heard some stories that I'm, I want to either confirm or deny on the record. But, but – so. uh, uh, on the record or off the record? Off the record. We can always we can always edit. So you know. Off the record. Anyways, uh, th- I'm I'm just very curious about Minnesota United. We would we so. could have you here next week. <laughs> you would stay pod fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. We, yes. You gotta pay. You gotta do every week to be fit. We will there not. So pod, pod fit. All right. But thank you, Pablo, for for Thank joining you. Us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank right. you very much. Right. And uh, it was a pleasure. And talk right. about soccer. It's uh, it's a pleasure to to be sharing what I know and what you guys know and uh, learning with you if you guys too. <laughs> so thank you very much. Anytime. Awesome. Obrigado. Cool. De nada. Yeah. Gracias. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both All right, and we are back. Um, Sans, a Pablo, Sans, a Jess. Uh, they had to dip out for you know reasons, but um, we have MJ here still, and we have Minneapolis City Minute. We don't have to spend a ton of time on Minneapolis City. Uh, they won two games this weekend for the first time, I think, all year. Yeah, I mean, if you're not counting the, the futures. Uh, right, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the exactly. NPSL and the USL League 2 team both won on the same weekend. In fact... A historic first win in USL League Two. For right, that's exactly right. So MPSL uh, team went to Lacrosse and beat Lacrosse four to two. The USL Two team got their historic first ever victory against the other bottom dwellers in the uh, in the league, Saint Croix SC. One nothing. Um, an absolutely amazing goal for, uh, for Minneapolis City too. Yeah, it was a free kick taken by uh, Captain Aiden O'Driscoll right in and front of the uh, the citizens, and it was it's about forty yards out. Um, fucking perfect. I did not see that goal. Jason, you saw that goal. Do you want to say anything about Aiden Odrisco's goal? So what I was told is is that they were going to, that he was going to hit it, and uh, on that shot, it curved all the way into the goal. So it was a sweet goal. Yeah, he was hoping that someone would maybe get ahead on it before the goal te- the goaltender got to it. The goaltender kind of got to it first and then misread it, and it went back into the back of the net. So you know. Good on, good on Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis City. Uh, both seasons are ended. Um, obviously not. The NPSL team finished in fourth place, I believe. Uh, the USL two team did not, you know, finish one seven and two or something like that. Not the results they would hope for. Obviously, Minnesota or Minneapolis City um, has obviously a tradition of playing really good soccer. Um, I think everybody involved will say that this is not the season that they wanted, but it's a learning experience. I think they'll come back better next year. I think they'll come back, whether they play both uh, USL League 2 and NPSL or just one of them or what have you, whatever they decide to do, they kind of know what they need to do to get better. Right. And they've shown before when, when they are not playing well or they don't understand something that they're willing to put in the work, whether that's through Trey's analytics or whether that's the coaches watching film, that they're willing to put in the work to figure out how to get, get better. Correct. So, all right, moving on to uh, the the team that just absolutely decimated all expectations this year, 
Minnesota Aurora. MJ, you had the the pleasure. Um, I did have the pleasure of, do of covering pleasure. Minnesota Aurora for Soda Soccer, SodaSoccer.com, um, Soda Soccer on the Twitters, if you will. Uh, they played two games this week. Midweek, they played their quarterfinal match against Indy 11. This was the uh, two of the three teams that were undefeated in uh, USLW this year. And Aurora comes out with a 2-1 two, two win against Indy 11. Yeah, and they actually were down going into halftime for, first, the, fir- for yeah. the first time in their history. And, they, and honestly, to be fair, they should have been down probably 2 or 3 to nothing. But for Sarah Fuller, making oh, some amazing saves. Including a penalty kick save. Yeah. Um, Post game, if you haven't read my article, read the article on my Indy Eleven game. But Sarah Fuller said, "I was watching her in warmups, and I was just like, oh, I think she's gonna go to my right.'" And then she watched the other really good scorer, uh, Maddie Williams. So both Soderstrom and, and Williams, she was watching. It's like, yeah, they both tend to go this way. So no matter who's taking the penalty kick, she was ready to kind of go that way. And yeah, she did her homework. She went also went on instinct and uh, made a really good PK save. That's fucking ballsy from Sarah Fuller. Um, and then, uh, so Aurora made a, a pretty... Um, so they, had, they actually had a, they had a couple of people out. Songwin Cha was out. Uh, she suffered an injury in the Green Bay game. And then, um, was it uh, Hopo who was out? Uh, Hopiao Ho- is, 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 is out. Sorry, with she had uh, ACL something, tear. Something we can't talk about. Yeah, we can't really... We don't really know. But it, she was definitely... She's out for the season. Yep. Um, and so... Uh, uh, Nicole Mayo, had had to make some had to make some Mayo Inokawa. Yeah, Mayo Inokawa came in, um, and then uh, at halftime, Aurora kind of realized it wasn't working for them. Uh, they switched to a three-five-two at the half, which is a, th- a position a thing that they played a couple times, but not regularly. It's not a regular formation for the team. Correct, and in fact, uh, they until recently they didn't look good doing it. So, like, uh, like yeah. the first time they pull, they tried to pull the three-five-two off. It was not very organized, and the weaknesses of the three-five-two, kind of in the midfield and the back end, were showing. This time, you know, with one good three-five-two result under their belt, let's say they they had their press down, they had how they wanted to defend in the three-five-two down. It's it's clear they practice it a bunch because they yeah based on that first time, which I think was against Chicago, like the Dutch Lions, where they they pulled it out and uh. Or was it? Yeah, yes, it was either the Dutch Lions or Chicago Chicago City. Okay, yeah, it, it was one of the Chicago teams, and it, yeah, and yeah, they they looked. It was, it was where it was actually where like Chicago went up. They won, they got the first goal, and then they scored just before halftime. Right, Langdok right? scored in the forty. scored in the thirtieth, and they went and then to win the game. Okay, cool. That's what that's what I thought. But like they, yep, yep, yep. it actually it looked really good. It was it was kind of impressive that they could completely change their formation and then just put the press on for the entire rest of the game. Normally when you think about uh, striker positions that are competing for the same minutes, like Pablo was talking about, like you want to play every game, you want to have that confidence. And so sometimes I'm not saying you don't get along, but like maybe the chemistry isn't good, not because that you're fighting for the same minutes and you hate each other, but because you're not getting rep- you're not getting practices playing with each other. Well, right. it is obvious, as, da- as David said, that they have practiced this 3-5-2 with this personnel. Maya Hansen and, Tr- and Morgan Turner play really well together. Um, they do. <laughs> Evidence by four minutes after uh, kickoff for second half, uh, Morgan Turner scores an absolute banger of a goal. Um, this, you need to go watch this goal. I, I can't even describe it. It, it, it was 
it wasn't hit so hard that it was just an abs like you just like holy shit but it was hit in such a precise location and spot and with enough force but it, it looked it when you watch it you it doesn't look like it's gonna go in it looks like oh yeah the goalkeepers gonna get to it but like it's it just perfectly so that the goalkeeper cannot get to it um evens the game up at 1-1 in the 49th minute right after halftime so it was a beautiful goal uh Morgan Turner has slowly turned into the leading goal scorer, or not so slowly, kind of like exponentially become the leading goal scorer for Minnesota yeah. Aurora. Uh, and then the 60th minute, uh, there's a penalty. Uh, I believe, it, was it Turner who got taken down in the box? Or was it Stone who got taken down in the box? I, there was Someone got taken down in the box. Um, it was not Stone. Okay, uh, yeah, no, it's right, because Stone, yeah, wasn't playing. Um, Stone had to go back to college. Right. So, but step up steps Inokawa with one of the dirtiest penalties I've ever seen. I mean, you see players do this in like the EPL and they fuck up and they can't figure out how, how, how to do this goal. And to be to the Indy 11's goalkeeper's credit, she guessed right. Inokawa just like just barely beat her to the uh, to the left post. For the record, it was my Hansen in the 65th minute okay. that was double teamed by by two of the bat. Uh, yeah, she Chester. got she got like bodied by two yeah, people. Addie Chester and Grace Barr. Addie Chester uh, gave her a two hand shove, and one thing that the ref was cons- consistent on is if you two hand shove someone down to the pitch, you're getting a card. Yeah, or you're getting called up for a foul. So. And now it, you gotta you gotta go watch this in the cow penalty. It, it's I remember I was in the revanchelette while this penalty was happening. And we'd done the cheer. We did the cheer again, again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And then, like, everybody was, and then it, like, went silent because they're like, what the fuck is it? Like, why is she, like, what's going on? She's, like, it's the slowest. taking little tiny baby steps. Baby steps. To the, to the penalty. And then she hits it and puts it back in the back of the net. And that is how the game ends 2-1 to one, uh, with Indy 11 uh, going out the last undefeated team because Miami FC, who was the other undefeated team, lost, I think, I believe, to Tormenta. Um, we'll, we'll talk about in a second here uh, in their quarterfinal match. So Aurora advances. And this is on a Wednesday, 6,200 people there sell out, official sell out. The max number of people that they can have in, in, in at TCO Stadium, honestly. And uh, it and actually surpassed not just Aurora's attendance record, any sport or any event they've held at TCO Stadium's. Vikings related, not Vikings related. Anything that they've had at TCO Stadium, they broke that record. Correct. And um, we'll talk about it a little bit, but it was the uh, fourth highest uh, uh, attendance in USL. All all of USL. That's USL Championship, USL 2, USL 1. Including the men's side. So, um, yeah, pretty impressive. And this is also on the day that Minnesota's playing Sporting Kansas City. So there was... Theoretically, nineteen thousand people in in St. Paul watching Minnesota uh, United, and then there was six thousand people, sixty two hundred people living watch, watching uh, Aurora in Egan, suburbs that are about like fifteen minutes apart. Twenty five thousand people watching soccer, fifteen minutes apart from each other. Pretty fucking cool. Great for soccer in Minnesota, and here at the days I know we're going to cover it. Speaking of Minnesota, that. That uh, attendance chart that you saw for USL and that uh, Minnesota Aurora was fourth in, that was done by Mike Pendleton, former Minnesotan, uh, former Dark Cloud member, now Ralph's Mob member. Right. Um, and he actually brought uh, several of his Tampa Bay Rowdies, Ralph's Mob fans up 
back in the NASL days to, to watch Minnesota United just because we were better than Tampa Bay and we were more fun to watch. <laughs> and so you just like there were four or five of them. They just come up and wa- watch some Minnesota United games too. And yeah. so it became instead of Dark Clouds and Ralph's Mob, it became the Dark Mob that was visiting up here. But just sh- shout out to Mike. Uh, thanks for all the work you do in soccer. Yeah. So uh, so we played again on Sunday. Uh, at 3 p.m. Short turnaround. Short turnaround. Aurora versus McLean. McLean, the team that everybody kind of didn't want to play because they were beating the shit out of teams. They had one loss. They lost to uh, <laughs> uh, the team that is the worst in the league. I think in in the entire yeah in the entire league. They, their only win was against the team that was beating every other team eight to nothing, six to one, four to two. So beating some, the shit out of teams. Something that that was interesting is. Minnesota Aurora have a 25-player roster, and they that roster has not changed throughout the year. Uh, McLean are based off of a youth soccer cl- organization that has U9 to U19. Um, they play named in, after a man, by the way. What named after a man? Their women's team yeah, is named yeah, after a man, and the. More importantly is they had actually 40 different players get minutes this year. So they have not been having the most consistent roster. Well, their their last game they had eight goals scored by seven different players. Right, right. And even some of those players, it wasn't their first time playing, but might have been only like their second or third game with McLean. So anyways, uh, it's a very uh, different system to yeah. be plugging in, in players and bringing players out like they've been doing rather than having the same 25. So it was a, it was a, it was a very, it, it was, so it, the Indy 11 game was probably the, the toughest game we played. You know, the toughest team we played all year. Yes. Like by, by a long shot. McLean, I think was even tougher than Indy 11 um, in terms of like their physicality Athleticism, like, athleticism—the way they were getting into the, getting into balls and things like that. Um, however, all their players, other than their two high school players, go to ACC schools or Ivy League. Yeah, so um, Morgan, those are good soccer schools. Morgan Turner gets the game-winning goal. It's her fifth straight match with a goal. She's turned into like the leading goal scorer for Aurora, which is not something we kind of expected. Sarah Fuller gets a shutout. Um, McLean was only shut out once in one other match. And that was after they had clinched their playoff spot. And they had sub- again, they rotated They heavily. rotated everything into one of the worst teams in the league. It was, again, a one nothing loss. loss. They were playing their best players in this game, and they got shut out one nothing. Um, I will I also put uh, Cristal Yewa just getting fouled all over the place. And all the calls going against her, I... And I was not the only one, the only person in the Ravanchoet section saying, like, is this ra- is this ref kind of fucking racist? Because there was a, a speci- I'm thinking specifically, there's there's like four calls. She, so, uh, Crystal Yawa, Yawa came on, comes on, like, with like 20 minutes left in the game. And she's involved in like five or six, like, tackles, collisions, things like that. She got the call, I think, one time, and every other time they went against her. And the one. Thing I'm, I feel the most egregious is a head-to-head where she got called for a foul. Yeah, and and the the other player was running into her. Yeah, the there's a couple player, other body checks of 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 of, of Yiwa that 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 were called against her. People were like body checking her, yeah. and they and they went down 
and she kind of like stumbled but didn't go down yeah. and it was called against her and like that race that ref was racist as fuck as far as, far as I'm concerned yeah I mean we obviously don't know what was going through the ref's mind but you can't consistently uh, call things in favor when the other player is being the aggressor and then you perceive this other player not being the aggressor. There's one very specific you know. reason why that ref was calling it that way, and it's because uh, the uh, the melatonin of her skin was uh, of a very much darker persuasion sure. than every other player on the pitch. And I'm 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 fine calling that ref that that ref a fucking racist because it was it was fucking evident from my and and I mean maybe I really hope the team like complains to the USLW and that that motherfucker never roughs a game uh, again uh, but honestly like the there David, was, they, they did have two players of color on their on 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 their team they did but and and you don't know like the ref could have just been like you guys are winning I'm going to favor the team that's not winning. You know? That's also not good, though. That's, that's not also good. fucking wrong. Right, right, right. But, like, you don't know that it's... It's, right. it's, it's particularly egregious when it's, it's the same person, like, four times yeah. in the span of, like, five minutes. Yeah. And all of the calls go against her. Yeah. Like, I, listen, MJ, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to call... Uh, I don't even know the guy's fucking name, so I'm not going to yeah. call him a fucking racist on this podcast to broadcast out to the world. But... It's. It looked pretty fucking racist. It's, that's all I'm gonna say. Like, maybe it wasn't. Maybe he. But I'm really hoping that the the league, and the and the referees association looks at looks at it, looks at it and yes. says like, yes. buddy, like, cause, he, cause she is clearly like, she's, like, was much bigger than a lot of the girls that she was going up against. Yeah. And so like I can understand like oh you think, two people go up the bigger person goes up and, and you gets bonked but like the other person falls down then it's it's a foul like i can understand that like maybe once maybe twice well so but that's the other thing is i would have to go back and look at the tape is like consistently when a larger player you know like a morgan turner or like uh you know one of their larger players is he consistently not being favorable to larger players because he does not understand that when when a smaller player is being more aggressive. It'll look like they're more hurt, or they have something happen to them because they weigh less. And and so, I, I would have to go back and, and do a deep dive, which I'm not going to do on on that ref. But yeah, like whether no matter what it is, you know whether it's not understanding size differences and how that affects fouls, or like calling things in favor of one team when you just need to call it straight down the middle. Or whether it's race based, take a look at that ref. Yeah, that ref was f- fucking shit. So that's all that matters there. Um, anyways, it doesn't matter. Aurora wins one nothing. They're going to the final, which is on Saturday at seven p.m. at TCO Stadium versus the Georgia Tormenta. Um, that game is sold out already. So if you don't have a ticket, sorry. Um, check check the social media for yeah. people that are are getting rid of their tickets yeah uh, i'm not sure how many there will be but uh good luck getting to that uh to that game i wish i could tell all of you dave's listeners that i bought up 100 tickets and plan to scalp them for a huge profit just for you guys but i did not do that all right uh so moving on we have some minnesota united games coming up this week uh i'm not going to go be at this game um 
<laughs> on Wednesday. I bought tickets. I might go for the first half. I have actually I have my own soccer game at like 820, I think, out in West St. Paul. So I may catch the first half of this game. Um, but if you are if you are a person who's listens to this podcast and want to go to Everton and are willing to give me like 40 bucks for two tickets, like let hit me up because I will give them to you for 40 bucks. Um, Everton comes to town. Frank Lampard. MJ, I did not put anything in this because I don't know who the fuck is on Everton anymore. So I know Richarlison's not. That's the big one I know. So who who should we be looking out for, for from Everton on Wednesday? Perfect. Good. Moving on. Uh, Houston Dynamo on Saturday at 730. Uh, that is a game that's going to be happening while the Minnesota Aurora um, final is happening. So uh, definitely check this. You can probably watch both those games, the Minnesota Aurora game and the Houston game, if you don't have tickets to the Aurora game at uh, the Blackheart. Uh, but uh, we'll be playing the Dynamo, who are I think currently in like 10th or 11th place right now. They're not terrible, but they're not great. They just brought in uh, designated player Hector Herrera from uh, Liga Mekis, who's very, very good. He did not get on the score sheet last game, but he was definitely in the uh, in the mix with that team. Tim Parker, Fafa Picot, pain in the Minnesota United's ass for the longest time. Darwin Saren. We have Darwin Quintero as well. Um, MJ, are there, are there any other... Houston players that you're uh, you're concerned about? I was still looking for the Everton roster for the United States. Oh, sorry. So, uh, you, want to, you want to go back to Everton? Um, Who is on the Everton roster? I, out of curiosity, I, I didn't find it. So, like, I found I found the the event site for you know is, the, is, uh, the, they're going to be at Ladonia tonight. They're going to be at Mall of America Tuesday. When you're listening to this, they'll be in Mall of America. Um, Leon Osman is going to be at Ladonia tonight. You will, probably won't get this in time, but you is, know, is Gilfie Sigerson in town? No, no. Um, so uh, I think Deli Ali is in town. Oh, yeah, that dude's all right. That's legit. Um, Deli Ali, uh, Mikolinko, uh, Andrew Gordon is in town. So um, and they're and they're doing a they're the, doing Decore, a pre- Decore uh, is in town. They're doing a pre-match thing at the Blackstack, right? Correct. On so Mall, Mall of America, 6 to 8 p.m. on Tuesday. And then there is a uh, pregame at Blackstack uh, Brewing. If you are an Everton fan, you should come to these things. You should. Honestly. Like, it's honestly. I've never seen Liverpool in the U.S. I'm sure it'd be fucking fun to hang out with some of, the, like, even some of the fringe players or whatever. You're not going to get like the the big players. Who is the big player for Everton right now? Pickford's here. I mean, oh. he's, he's a big player, right? So I mean, he's here. I, technically, he's the English goalkeeper. <laughs> technically, you know, uh, Frank Lampard's Do- here. Uh, Frank Lampard's here. Uh, I believe Dominic Calvert-Lewin's here. I, I I would consider him the big a big player. So okay, all right. Do you have anything from Houston Dynamo? I have nothing for Houston okay. Dynamo other than right. that, like Darwin Quintero always likes playing against his old team. He does, and and, and he does play with a chip on his shoulder. He does. He, he absolutely he, does. Yes, uh, give you that. All right. So, what do we think? How do we think we do against Everton? What's the what's the pred- uh, prediction? I think we lose to nothing, but that, I, th- 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 that's just me assuming Heath is going to play probably not his best players. Or at least not. Oh, he's playing. He's playing the starting ninety for forty minutes. Yeah, forty-five okay. minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but 
I wouldn't put past Adrian Heath to have a gentleman's agreement with Frank Lampard that neither team goes so hard that they like that's, risk, that's, in, risk injuries and what else. This is why I think it's a 1-1 one, 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 one draw. draw. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Um, I, here's where I know that this same Everton squad played in Baltimore at the Baltimore Ravens Stadium this uh, past weekend, and they lost to Arsenal 2 nothing. So Everton's not going to want to go back to England saying, oh, yeah, we went to the United States and we didn't win a game. So they'll play to win. <laughs> okay. It sounds fucking stupid, but good on Frank Lampard. Uh, all right, Houston on Saturday. What you got in Houston? I think in Houston... I think with the heat, people are going to want to even play less defense than they already want to play, which is not a lot of defense. So maybe it's a lot of goals. Maybe it's like a 2-2 draw. All right. Um, I think it's a 2-1 win for Minnesota. Um, I think Minnesota's actually kind of figured their shit out. I really hope they have, at least, if nothing else. So so I'm being the, I'm being the optimistic one here. Uh Okay, so I, I, I have the Everton squad. Okay. Alan Azmir Begovic <laughs> as backup goalkeeper. Uh, oh, Cav- Begovic is definitely playing against Minnesota United. Jordan yeah. Pickford is not starting against Minnesota United. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah, I, I think Begovic is going to be in, in that. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's here. Seamus Coleman is here. Tom Davis. Uh, Deli Ali. Uh, Abdullah Dekore. Ben Godfrey, who I really like. Who? Ben Godfrey. Who? Defensive midfielder Who? and fullback. Ben Godfrey. Who? Andre Gomez. Who? Andre Gomez. Who? Who was... MJ, I don't, please don't read out the entire of the Everton roster. I'm not. I'm skipping, I'm skipping names. Okay. Just because you don't know these fuckers don't, doesn't mean they're not good players. I think it kind of definitely does mean I know they're not good players. So let's move on. Let's finish up. We I know you need to get out of here, buddy. CONCACAF uh, W Championship. U.S. Women's National Team beat Costa Rica 3-0. Uh, they're undefeated. Thursday. They play tonight, literally, um, as we're recording, about the kickoff in about an hour against Canada. Uh, winner gets the bid to the Olympics. The loser has to play the third-place winner um, for the right to go to the Olympics. Uh I, we've not really talked about Uf, uh, UFA Women's Euros in this uh, tournament, but it's they're they reached the semifinals or the quarterfinals. Sorry, start tomorrow. Uh, England and Spain, Sweden, Belgium, Germany, Austria, France, Netherlands. Semifinals on the twenty seventh, and then the finals are on July thirty first. So, some really good women's soccer. And then, honestly, I know. Um, what, what happened with uh, Belgium Italy today? Uh, Belgium beat Italy one to nothing. Iceland lost to France one to nothing, and then therefore Belgium uh, finished in second in Group D with France ahead of them. So are the quarterfinals now set? Do we know who's yes. playing whom? I just I literally just read them out. Cool. So Belgium is playing Sweden on the twenty oh. second. Oh, by the I'm way. gonna have a tough time picking that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Guys, this is it. Thank you so much. This is probably a long podcast. Uh, thank you for sticking around, listening to Pablo. Um, that, Pablo was fucking great, wasn't he? Yeah. He um, can come on anytime. Yes, please. I, ho- I hope we'll have him back. I really, I kind of want to just like 
banging with Minnesota stories that I've heard and see if I can confirm some stories on the record or whatnot. Yeah. So, And thanks to Jason for being here, too. Yeah, thank you, Jason, for <laughs> your, your one contribution. <laughs> uh, rate and review the podcast where we get it. Patreon.com slash Dave's I Know. At TDIKMN on Twitter. Uh, Pablo's at 9 Ablo Compost. So it's Pablo Compost, but with a 9 instead of a P. Uh, I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ's at MJ Matsui. Jess is at Jessica1440839 or 2. We've been the Daves You Know. This is the Daves I Know. As long as you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.